Hello and welcome to episode 66 of the Startcast, Press Start Australia's weekly video game discussion podcast. On the show this week, we'll be discussing the new PS4 Slim, Metal Gear Survive, Titanfall 2, Deus Ex, Mankind Divided, and Rick and Morty VR. I'm your host, Ewan, and I'm joined today by my fellow gamers, Jake. Hello. Uh, Kevin. Howdy. And podcast newcomer, please welcome Camilla. Hello. How are you doing, Camilla? You're excited to be on your first podcast? Absolutely. Thrilled to be part of it, guys. Thank you very much for having me. You are Thanks we're for glad coming. we're glad that you're here. Yes, indeed. Thanks for coming. Um now Camilla, we're gonna throw you straight into the deep end. because uh, oh, when we have new people on the show, we like to go back to a bit of a recurring topic, which is get to know us gamers. And Camilla, as a newcomer, we wanted to get to know you as a gamer and I guess as a person as well. Um <laughs> so first question for you. What was your first console? Like the first video game console you ever had? What was it? Oh, my first console was actually the uh, the NES. And uh-huh. funny story, my, my mum bought it for me for Christmas. And it was kind of around the time that the Super Nintendo came out. So she decided to, before Christmas, box it back up, um, storm into Maya months later, and demand a refund for it because they hadn't <laughs> informed her <laughs> that a new one would be coming and she was completely outraged. Yes, classic mum move. Stunning. She actually got the refund. They gave her the Super Nintendo and so that was my first console in the end. Well, yeah, I don't nice. think that would fly today, but Well, incredible. yeah, there might be a few people angry like angry PS4 owners in the uh, the near future, but uh, we'll uh, get to that in a second. Um, so what kind of games were you playing on your, your Super Nintendo then? Oh, um, I loved the sort of platformers. I loved your, I, lo- I loved the Disney games like Aladdin mm. and The Jungle Book and Super Mario, of course, but I think that's a given. Um, I also loved Bubsy. I don't know if that one was particularly popular because I don't see a lot about it, but it was a little cat who ran around collecting yarn. Very simple, sort of. Same, <laughs> yeah, same thing. I've never heard of that. <laughs> yeah, it was really no. cute, really wacky. <laughs> Yeah, um, Prehistoric go. Man was another one. I loved that game. Prehistoric um, Man? You didn't I didn't play know that, that one? was a thing. That sounds amazing. It, it was really good. It was a uh, really funky music and really fun graphics. And he ran around collecting um, burgers and steaks and things like that for some <laughs> reason. But it was really cool. Um, I, I loved those platformers. Things I'm like sure that. you're getting someone out there all, all nostalgic indeed. So what consoles did so you then get games. as you sort of grew older? Oh, all of them. I was always... Um, okay, not all of them. But <laughs> <laughs> I always had at least one from the generation. Nintendo 64 was... That lasted a lot longer than probably any others. I actually still have it set up. I adore it. I never got a Sega... I'm, I'm not sure how disappointed I am about that. Um, I did do GameCube. Be. PlayStation uh-huh. 1, I absolutely worshipped. Mm-hmm. Uh, PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3, and then now I've... I try to get everything. Try to play everything. I play a lot of PC as well. That's yes. good. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin chimes in, representing the <laughs> PC master race in the left corner. <laughs> uh, so uh, what was your, your favorite game of last year then? Let's throw that question your way. Ooh, uh, good question. One that, one that really sticks one, out. So be prepared oh, for that. Oh, no. <laughs> um, one that really sticks out for me is Soma, which um, I played on the PC. I'd don't know if it's available on other platforms but um i did play it on the pc it's an incredible sci-fi horror game Mm -hmm. it gave me very bioshock sort of feels very um like outlast sort of feels it was a really good combination of a lot of games that i really enjoy and scare the hell out of me it was much like alien isolation the the antagonist was very discreet for a lot of it and it was kind of that unseen horror and i really like that yeah but it had a really cool narrative lots of existential stuff and mm. stuff that generally freaks me out cool cool i know that stood out to a lot of people last year so i'm sure you're mm. not alone alone in that uh, I hope but not. then your harder question here it is what is your favorite game of all time if you had to pick one what would it be Immediately, I'm caught between Psychonauts and Bioshock. Uh-huh. All right, I, two very uh, good, 
good choices. Two very good, very strange, very polar sort of games, but I absolutely love both of them, and they're the sort of games that I replay regularly, which is why I pick them as my favourite, because I'm so excited about Bioshock the Collection. I will definitely play every single one start to finish again. I've I've never actually sat all the way through Bioshock. I I got to the first bit when you come out of the bathosphere after someone's (laughs) brutally been murdered, and you're like, why the hell am I setting foot out of this thing? Why am I just not pulling the lever back and going the hell out of here? Right. Um, but uh, I never, I never made it past that. It was dark, and and dark is, is scary. So mm-hmm. I just kind of backed away from it. But uh, I did play right the way through Infinite, so I wanted to go back and and play that. But now that the remastered ones around the corner, I'm gonna be hanging for that one. Got no excuse. You have to. Yeah, you have to yeah. Go. I definitely will. Don't don't you worry. <laughs> um, well, speaking of games that are coming out, we've got some games coming out this week. Uh, Jake, did you want to read through what's coming out this week? Ah, sure. Why not? I just thought <laughs> left, I've been doing a lot of field. talking. Camilla's no, been doing fine. a lot of talking. Let's throw I'll you give away. A, I'll give you a rest. Uh, so we have Alone With You releasing on PS4 and the Vita August 23rd, which is today, which means as you guys are listening, you can actually go pick that one up. Uh, we have Deus Ex Mankind Divided on PS4, Xbox One, and PC also available right now. I know Kev's been sinking his teeth into that one, mm-hmm. um, so I'm sure Absolutely. he'll talk about that a little <laughs> bit later on uh we have metrico is it plus do we say the plus yeah i guess metrico plus i don't know metrico plus sign let's do it uh on the (laughs) ps4 vita xbox one pc also available now Uh, we also have a very uh, intriguing looking game called valley on the ps4 xbox one and pc also available right now uh a very cool one which i'm definitely going to look into worms wmd all stars on the ps4 xbox one and pc once again available right now uh oseta corsa that's that's yeah yeah i think i think you got it thanks guys um (laughs) on ps4 and xbox one uh available thursday depending on when this podcast comes out that might be right now and uh madden uh, nfl 17 ps4 xbox one ps3 360 uh, same date the 25th on thursday uh attack on titans wings of freedom on the ps4 and xbox one that is releasing on friday oh my god so many games yeah, last one games. the king of fighters oh god roman numerals what is that <laughs> no, 14 yeah. <laughs> i was like oh X-I-D. god brain work quickly uh that is releasing on the ps4 on friday as well are you guys keen for any of these kev uh, you gonna pick uh, any up well, I've, I've played Mankind Divided. Uh, I've, yes, obviously. A, a set of Corsa looks pretty good, though. It's like, I think it's a racing sim. Um, yeah. yeah. So, um, so, yeah, I'm sort of interested in that one. You know uh, it's a racing sim when the trailer has, the has like, two screens, kind of split screen, and one's being played with a controller, the other with a steering wheel. Like, that, that's how you spot a racing <laughs> sim right there. <laughs> I'm pretty cool. psyched that so many of these games are coming to Vita, though. Vita getting some love. I'm gonna have to check. You out do love your Vita. It, it the yeah. the Vita is amazing. All right, don't be knocking the Vita. <laughs> you, you, I'm you not and knocking Shannon it. are literally the only people who play Vita. <laughs> Shannon's not a true Vita lover. He just plays Virtua <laughs> Tennis for like constantly. It's all he plays. Why do you come down on the Vita, Camilla? Uh, funny you should ask. I'm I've actually been looking at getting one just this week. Um, oh really? I may pick one up tomorrow. In fact, uh, oh. I think there's possibly one that i'm looking at i'm going away in a couple of weeks and i do have a nintendo 3ds but i i want something a little more inviting for the flight and so i have been studying the vita looking into it looking at prices whatnot japanese imports because they look so good yeah you can get some of those uh those groovy colors from japan yeah i really dig the orange one so oh, yeah 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 considering yeah. it so I, i've I'm... toyed around the idea of getting a pink one because <laughs> why not because you can why not yeah they are uh, very pretty indeed indeed let's uh let's get stuck into what games we've been playing because we've been re- beating around the bush for long enough on deus ex i want to get to that uh let's get to that straight away actually kevin you've been you've been playing deus ex uh your oh, review yes, is yeah. now live I it believe. is live indeed. Is, there's, again, there's, a, um, there's also a sort of like beginner's guide to Deus Ex that I whipped up. Um, oh wow! Jeez. On release day as well, so have a read of that um, if you want to. If you, if Mankind Divide is sort of the first game that you're jumping into, 
Um, so yeah, I gave it an eight out of ten. Um, Very nice. It was a, it was a tough. Um, sometimes I lament that we don't do uh, decimal points because it, it was I was thinking eight or nine, but in the end I veered towards eight just because I loved uh, Human Revolution, which was the previous game. I mm. loved it so much. It was probably one of my favorite games of that generation. And while Mankind Divided was very, very solid, I felt it did fall in some regards um, as a sequel. But um, great, great gameplay, great, great, great. Oh, the story, the main story is not that great, but um, what Deus Ex really excels in is like uh, world building and lore and background details, all those stuff, um, which again is really, really well done in this one. Um, whereas the past game was more about uh, human augmentations and transhumanism, this one's more about uh, more like mechanical apartheid, very much like a mm. augments versus human sort of thing, which is like segregated, cool. augmented like robots versus to human. Blade Runner kind of. Yeah, very very Blade Runner like, and, and I guess in this sort of climate climate, it's very. It's a very controversial issue. I mean, obviously, you're looking at like Black Lives Matter, that sort of stuff, and mm. it's clear that it's clear that Idols Montreal took a lot of inspiration from those controversial, uh, you know, events around the world and sort of put their own spin on it. And I guess a lot of people would look at it as tasteless almost, like because it's a bit it's a bit too soon to do something like sci-fi out of it. But um, I didn't find anything tasteless about it. In fact, I thought. The, the relevance of it only made it more interesting and um, you know relevant, really. Yeah. Um, so it's it's a it's a tough one to it's a tough it's a tough line to walk. And I, I thought they did really well in terms of like world building, lore, um, side missions, side content. Um, and yeah, other than that, it's uh, it's I definitely recommend picking it up. It's it's a full price pickup uh, in my opinion. You could easily spend dozens and dozens of hours just exploring the hubs. Um, because it's really just huge. It's absolutely huge how big these worlds are, and not just from like a horizontal plane, but also from a vertical plane. Like, it, you you can augment your like your abilities so you can jump higher and um, sort of like you can not like dash through the air. And it's like in 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 the previous games, these there were a lot of augmentations that felt sort of just uh, phoned in. Like you didn't really need to upgrade it parts of your body but in this one it's like every single upgrade is like necessary to just find more you know explore more of the world or like get through combat scenarios easier and better and you know more stealth stealthily you know um yeah so i i loved it eight out of ten again uh main story wasn't that great and i there were i did play on a ps4 uh, review copy and there were, unfortunately there were quite a few performance issues um mm. i'll probably be buying it on pc very soon so um if you've got the rig to handle it i'd probably recommend pc because the guys who do the port they're called nixus um they're actually really really good at um, ports like they did uh, Tomb Raider and the previous Deus Ex ones, and I thought those were really solid ports. Um, so yeah, I guess that's my two cents. Yeah, cool. I'm I'm wondering where everyone else comes down on this game. Personally, I've uh, I not played any Deus Ex. I've had no exposure to the franchise whatsoever. Uh, um, I do have Human Revolution sitting in my Steam library, I think, um, and I was kind of toying around with the idea of playing it in the week, uh, knowing that this game was coming up, but. Uh, Jake, what's your sort of exposure to Deus Ex? Do you reckon Mankind Divided stands out to you in any way? Um, I'm the same as you. I haven't played any Deus Ex. I, I remember when the first one came out, I was intrigued by it, and I was actually going to pick it up, but I never did in the end. Um, but, I mean, here in Kev, like, it, it sounds like the kind of game that I would play. I, th I think that whole, like, augmentation and and uh, the upgrades seem really, really cool, and I do love a good stealth game. So, I don't know. I might pick it up. It's definitely intriguing, and, and if Kevin enjoyed it, everyone else <laughs> yeah. must enjoy it. So, I mean... <laughs> That's very true. Toughest critic there is. What about yourself, Camilla? Same question to you. Yeah, similarly, I actually haven't played any of the Deus Ex games. I had a little read into them, into the franchise quite recently for an article. I, I don't know if I'm going to play it. I, I mean, I will eventually, but in terms of this week, launch week, I think I might sit on it for a while. Mm. It, it looks interesting, but it, it's just not gripping me quite mm. enough to go out and buy it today, Yeah. say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Fair enough. I certainly find the the themes that it handles with 
very fascinating. I remember uh, speaking to to Mary Jamal, the uh, lead story writer, I believe she she is, um, uh, about the game, sort of the themes back at PAX last year. Um, and you know, she mentioned you know stuff like the Ferguson riots and all that being sort of inspiration for the story of the game, um, which I found absolutely fascinating. And, and Kevin, I'm 100% with you. I think it's really cool that they're uh, tackling those themes when they are still so kind of fresh in the mind. Um, but moving on, Camilla, let's go to you again. What have you been playing recently? Oh man, I might be saying this for the next couple of weeks. I've been playing so much Overwatch recently. <laughs> uh, I played No Man's Sky. I, I try to play all the sort of new release games, mm-hmm. um, plenty of indie games as well, but I, I just keep going back to Overwatch. I can't help myself, especially with the Summer Games update. I really got into that. Mm. Can't help myself. Yeah, I'm getting, I've been feeling the Overwatch itch uh, back again. Uh, what about yourself, Jake? What have you been playing? Um... God, what have I been playing? I don't think I've been playing anything. Oh, no, wait, that's a lie. I did turn on my PlayStation 4 the other night and played Tricky Towers, uh, uh, yes. one of the free games of uh, PS Plus this month. Uh-huh. Uh, very cool. I'm uh, I'm a Tetris lover. I love, you know, just sinking whatever time I have into Tetris. I got it on my mobile, so it is always a good game to play, and it's a nice, well, different take on it. Obviously... It's a little challenging, but not as challenging as, like, high levels of Tetris. But, yeah, it's good. It's worth it. It's free. Might as well download it if you're, uh, you know, interested. Yeah, sure. Uh, So, has anyone been playing the, or did anyone play the Titanfall 2 stress test at all? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I I downloaded it, but I I missed missed a window. So, Uh, I think there's another one next week anyway. All right. Um, Yeah, there is. So, I was was playing that for... I played a fair few hours of it over the course of the weekend. Um, And I was a big Titanfall fan um, for the the first game, obviously. I I pumped about, like, 50 hours into that game on PC. I I absolutely adored it um, and was kind of disappointed to see it sort of the community die down. Um, Titanfall 2 felt really kind of cool. Um, I didn't rate uh, the maps hugely, I'm going to say. Um, I thought some of the new game modes were pretty cool, but like one of the or one of the maps just felt way too sort of open, that it didn't really kind of fit the vibe of Titanfall all that well. It was very much centered around tit- like Titan battles. Um, and the other one had like an annoying B checkpoint that was he- like really quite heavily exposed, which again, I didn't quite f- felt feel fit with what titanfall is in my mind um but i thoroughly enjoyed it it made me all the more excited for the game coming out and having more modes and maps to play but camilla what did you make of it i actually didn't play titanfall the original titanfall so i didn't i didn't really go into it with any sort of expectations Mm -hmm. i do however play a lot of online competitive first person shooters sure and to me it just felt like a lot of them It, it didn't i don't know yeah, how yeah, that no, sort that's, of that's what comes into I, uh, it with Titanfall fans. That's what I was feeling as well. Like it was, um, it felt more like a Call of Duty than the last yes. Titanfall did, which kind of didn't make much sense to me. I um, yeah, I play, f- oh, I have played a fair bit of um, Blops Three, and with the boosters <laughs> and the um, wall running and things like that, it, it kind of felt very similar to me. Yeah. And I found that I wasn't interested in the Titans at all. Um, mm. I I don't I didn't. In the first game that I played, I actually didn't jump into them at all when they were available on the map. I was leaving them to other people. I just enjoyed the classic first-person shooter sort of feel. And yeah. as you say, it did feel a lot like Call of Duty. Yeah, yeah that's that's fair enough. I did uh, really appreciate the one new game mode. I can't remember what it was called now, but it's like where you're going to get... Bount- a bounty, it might be called, where you... Uh, each round there's certain objectives like kill as many AI or kill an enemy titan or something like that Uh, and if you did that you would earn points which then had to go and cash in at a bank to uh, to like to um, have those points put towards a score Uh, which provided some really kind of tense battles there were a couple of times when I would no, the, it sort of you know it sort of introduced a bunch of tactics. So I would kind of quickly deposit my cash and then st- like stick around at the bank to try and catch other players doing the same thing and steal their earnings. Um, so I thought that was quite a clever game mode, uh, and I certainly see the competitive scene really being targeted with this game. So hopefully it all pans out with uh, more maps and more game modes and more customization involved. But I'm still hopeful for it. Uh, and it sounds like uh, Camilla, you might be too. Is that right? Yeah, I'm definitely going to invest in it now. Having 
as I say, I didn't play Titanfall, so I just sort of mm-hmm. got into it. Titanfall 2, stress test, yeah, I'll go for it. Why cool. not? But and yeah, I'm radar. definitely going to... Yeah, I'm now going to give Titanfall 2 a shot, having not been particularly interested in it previously. I actually really enjoyed the tutorial as well, as weird as that is. Yeah. I found that really enjoyable. And I did like how the tutorial kind of hinted at some of the story as well. Um, obviously, Titanfall 2 is going to have a single player, so real psyched mm-hmm. for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing I'm super psyched for is Crash Bandicoot, uh, and it's time for another Crash Bandicoot update. Uh, ooga booga. <laughs> ooga booga, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Jake. Uh, in this recurring segment, uh, segment uh, we'll update you on every little bit of Crash Bandicoot news in the lead-up to the eventual release of the remastered games. And guess what? There is more news this week. Friend of the Startcast, at Robbie Shenton, over on Twitter, tweeted us a photo of what confirms uh, that pre-orders will begin exclusively in-store at Target this Thursday. Uh, this will be for the starter pack, the starter bundle, which will retail for $119 and include both Crash Bandicoot as well as Dr. Neo Cortex. Um, as well as obvious regular components for the Skylanders Imaginated Starter Pack. Uh, Jake, are you going to be heading around to Target <laughs> to do your pre-order this Thursday? You, you keep throwing to me with this <laughs> Skylanders crash thing, and every week I'm like, dude, it's not happening. I, I'm not one getting week it. you're going to go, you know what, Ewan? <laughs> I, I just might. Uh, yeah, look, um, probably not. Um, but look, very cool. Like I said last week, I I think the 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 style that they've done for Crash looks rather decent, and I'm I'm not angry by it. I think he looks pretty cool. So yeah, it's a cool little bundle, especially with all the other characters as well. Sweet, sweet. Uh, Camilla, are you a Crash Bandicoot fan at all? Absolutely. Naughty Dog is one of my ultimate favorite developers. Crash, I played all of them, adored all of them. The uh, the Great Wall of China level in I think it's Crash Three Warped is still one of my favorite levels in any game see, ever see jake that that there is a true crash bandicoot fan <laughs> all right <laughs> camilla will you be buying the skylanders pack no i oh. toys to life. <laughs> in your face you would <laughs> don't you want little plastic crash bandicoot figures uh I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate them, but I think there's probably other avenues I could explore for that sort of thing. Maybe I just need to find like some kid on Gumtree that like is really excited about Skylands Imaginators, but doesn't know who the hell this Crash Bandicoot guy is. So just kind of like, just sells off his figures on Gumtree. Maybe that's the cheaper way of doing it. Uh, speaking of cheaper ways of doing it, uh, Metal Gear, the famous franchise, <laughs> being dead after Hideo Kojima's tumultuous departure from Konami, lives on, and not merely in the form of a ch- pachinko machine. Uh, revealed by IGN, uh, Metal Gear Survive is a four-player stealth co-op action game due to release on PS4, Xbox One, and PC sometime in 2017. Uh, it picks up right after the events of Ground Zeroes, uh, following surviving members of some French military group that I can't pronounce, uh, transported through a wormhole into an alternate... Sorry, this is where it gets weird i have to slow down transported through a wormhole into an alternate universe the story continues metal gear's legacy of absolute absurdity by pitching the players against a force of quote crystalline zombies and seemingly at least one metal gear itself uh kevin is it all going downhill from here it's it's all hope is lost <laughs> all of our gods have abandoned us oh. um oh god when i saw that trailer i was just like my, my whole my face was just like what the hell like it was. I, I, I'm definitely not gonna play this. This is like, this is just like a spit in the face to Hideo Kojima. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm giving up on Konami. It's, 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 it's not gonna happen. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, Metal Gear Solid Five failed to get the hooks into me, and this, whilst I admit looks interesting, I, I'm kind of remaining at arm's length from this. I think. What about yourself, Jake? How does this stand out to you? Um, <laughs> I haven't played a Metal Gear game to be totally honest. Um, but does this I entice don't know. you then? Crystalline no, zombies? absolutely not. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I just feel like this is just a bit of a bit of a move to try and still milk the franchise, but they don't quite know where to go f- well, with it since the big departure. Um, so it'd be interesting, I guess, to see who picks it up, what people actually think of it, and then see the controversy kind of unfold after that. Yeah, it looks like they they don't even really want to impact the canon all that much either. Like it it kind of takes 
kind of a strange period of time in terms of the story, I think, and it transports it into an alternate universe. Mm. Um, so it, I think this is kind of them. It almost is like they're being tentative, but at the same time, just going, "Well, we need like zombies." Like it's like they're taking a bunch of weird sort of marketing, uh, you know, focus groups that you know, oh well, we like zombies and we like sci-fi <laughs> and stuff like that. Like, well, we have to combine all that, but not kind of upset Metal Gear fans. And it's it just looks like an absolute mess. Uh, Camilla, where do you come down on on Metal Gear Survive and Metal Gear Metal Gear as a whole? I like the idea of Metal Gear games. I like the narrative, but with stealth games in general, I I don't love them. I am a very gung-ho sort of player. I like being on the front line of things and mm. crawling around, taking cover a lot. I, I, I don't like it as much as I enjoy sort of your uncharted, you know, barrel rolling and whipping guns out and that sort of thing. I like a lot of action and... I, I, I'm terrible at stealth as well, <laughs> so that that does play a part. Crystalline zombies, that sounds cool, I think. That was pro- that was probably the most attractive part of that, but otherwise, I don't know. Yeah. Prob- Even then, I'm like, probably were they like, looking at The Last of Us and going, well, it'd be cool to do zombies, but we can't do like, kids, you know, your basic zombies. zombies, and we can't do fungus. What about <laughs> crystals? <laughs> How can we bling it up a bit? Yeah. I know, let's stick crystals into them. Yeah, oh my goodness. Uh, moving on, perhaps, though, something I can get behind is uh, Rick and Morty VR. It was announced earlier this year, uh, Rick and Morty Simulator Virtual Rickality is what it's called, uh, and it was slated for release with, on the HTC Vive, uh, and it's come come out recently, uh, a kooky little trailer um, and uh, a Steam Store appearance as well. Uh, what else is there? So I've got a quote here as well. Rick and Morty Virtual Reality smashes together the absolute VR chaos of the award-winning job simulator with the ridiculous all-out take-no-prisoners comedy of Rick and Morty. Uh, unfortunately, doesn't it doesn't have a release window yet, uh, but the developers have confirmed the production is well underway. Wobble-lubba-dub-dub! <laughs> How awesome is this, guys? Uh, Jake, you were saying just before we uh, started recording that you've uh, recently been watching a little bit of Rick and Morty, early days perhaps, but do you think a, a game might be a bit of fun? Um, yeah, I, th- I think it definitely is. I mean, the quirky and outrageous worlds those two kind of visit uh, would be very interesting to visit in the uh, comfortability of your lounge room with a headset on. So, I mean... <laughs> Like, it would be quite cool to see what they come up with and the, and the different things that you can do. I mean, the trailer doesn't kind of give much. It kind of just is in the garage workshop and fiddling around with some weird stuff in there. So, mm. I mean, like, it'd be interesting what they do, but I'm, I'm sure there'll be plenty of people that eat this up. I'm still getting over the phrase comfortability of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like but it. Kevin and Camilla, we're big Rick and Morty fans ourselves. Uh, firstly, I want to ask how excited you are for this, obviously, but then what other TV shows you might like to get made into VR? Uh, we heard that there was going to be a VR experience for Stranger Things, which is another show that I was really excited about. Oh, my about God. Recently. I was going to say that. That would be freaky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, Camilla, maybe let's start with you. So obviously this news is pretty exciting. Uh, what else would you like to see made into a VR game. I was actually going to say Stranger Things. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it would be really cool to, you know, go into the Upside Down for like 10 seconds before it was terrifying and then I didn't want to be there anymore. <laughs> but um, I think that would be amazing. Maybe Game of Thrones VR, put me on the wall for a bit. <laughs> Take me off the wall 10 seconds later. Again, same same reason. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, what about yourself, Kev? Oh. How about like, how about like a Breaking Bad VR where you have to learn how to cook mess? That'd be pretty interesting. Fun and educational. <laughs> oh god. Well, they did say Imagine. they wanted to use uh, educational purposes for these things. You know, chemistry could well be one of them, right? <laughs> chemistry in quotations. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, that's that's funny. I like that. Um, well, let's keep powering through because we do still have a fair amount that I want to discuss. And uh, I think this next topic uh, certainly one for some heated discussion, perhaps. Uh, it is, of course, the PlayStation 4 Slim, which has had a bunch of photos and rumors leak in the sort of past sort of week. Um, they first emerged uh, thanks to Twitter user at Shormanty2? Shortman82. 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 Okay. <laughs> it's hard to separate these words sometimes, okay, guys? Short, Shortman80. All right, I don't even know what oh I was going God. with there. Uh, Shortman82, as well as NewGaf user. Oh, help me out here, guys. Amaro? A double, double a, a mamo, a mamo, a mamo, a Guys, seriously, just clean off these usernames. Uh, anyhow, <laughs> they both posted photos that seem to corroborate each other's stories. Uh, the new design looks quite similar to the original PS4, but is visibly thinner. Whilst the original set of photos looked a bit sketchy, the Twitter user that claims to have got his hands the, quitter, the Twitter user claimed to have got his hands on the console through Gumtree. Uh, Eurogamer have since sought to verify the claims and have since confirmed that the console seems to be legitimate and in working order. Earlier today, an oh. unboxing video was published showing the new console and controller, but has since been made private. Uh, Kevin, trust you to be skeptical, so I'm going to throw over to you first. Do we think yeah. this is legit? Do you think this is a, a real, real console? Oh. Oh well, if it is, I'm gonna be honest. It looks, it looks so bad. <laughs> it, it, it literally looks like a squashed up PS4. Like, oh, it's like a pancake PS, PS4. I, I think it looks horrid. It's like someone um, sat their Xbox One on top of their PS4. Pretty, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I was watching a video like of the guy um, supposedly unboxing it. It just, it, it looks so cheap. It just, it feels like it could be a scam. Like. I don't know. It's very. I, I take all these things with like huge grain of salt. So, until until they publicly like like Sony publicly announced something about mm. um, that or the Neo or whatever, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna like not say it's real just just because I'm pretty suspicious about these things. Yeah, yeah. Well, that obviously that announcement we obviously expect to be September seventh or September eighth. I think it'll be our time taking time difference into yeah, account so, yeah. uh, when they have their, their big sort of reveal, which we assume will announce the, the PS Neo as well. Uh, but, uh, Jake, maybe let's go to you now. Do you, what, where, where do you sort of come down on the legitimacy of these photos and videos and, and then what do you make of the, the new look? Um, yeah, I'm the same as Kev. I'm a bit skeptical on it. Um, I mean, the video that was released, there was just just some dodgy bits about it like they they kind of were very uh focused on not going below the uh ps4 uh, slim like it was on like a shelf and the tv was above it and i said to shannon when he shared it with us i was like that could have easily been a ps4 plugged in underneath on the bottom shelf that they didn't actually show um that was our visuals on the tv and it just looked like it was a slim like i i just I don't know. It's I'm the same as Kev. It's not the best looking uh, kind of device that has come out. And I mean, like the PS4, I think is a rather nice design. And for it, to, the slim to kind of, it just looks like a half-ass kind of job. Like I, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say that I think it's uh, real as of yet. I think there's still a lot of like dodgy little bits of information there, but uh, who knows? Mm. I'm happy to be proven wrong. Okay, uh, Camilla, are you any different to these guys? Not really. I'm I'm feeling the same way. I certainly wasn't impressed by it, and and that's saying a lot because I'm a real sucker for these things. Uh, bring out a new product, put a new color on it, put a blinking light on it, and I'm there. I'm sold. Just picked up my Xbox One S. I love these gimmicky things but <laughs> just didn't do it for me for probably the first time in a long time with this sort of thing i went mm, i think i'll keep my old one yeah okay well uh, i'm gonna disagree with all of you um firstly Whoa. i i do think Dude. it's legitimate i think at this stage like this just seems to be enough evidence that suggests that this is in fact uh an actuality um i the only thing i can't explain rationally uh, Medi observed that in the unboxing video 
the, the actual box they, they had had white text over images, which kind of made it a bit difficult to read. And you'd think, mm. uh, you know, a marketing department like Sony has would have uh, avoided a certain issue like that. Um, but I think, you know, the console looks like it could have been Sony. I don't necessarily agree with Kevin when he says it looks cheaply made. Um, I think it's an interesting <laughs> style, but I think they're deliberately trying to cut costs to make this a cheaper like a, a cheaper sort of entry-level console, whereas the Neo will obviously be your big kind of premium, premium. console. Um, so that's how I would also explain the lack of an optical audio cable. Like, it's just kind of a real basic kind of cheap PS4. Like, I think even more basic than the kind of current one. Um, some of the changes to it, though, just do make sense. Like, and i don't know like i i just kind of believe at this stage that it has to be at least to some element be legitimate um but that got me thinking and i wanted to ask you guys um if these leaks are in fact true how the hell does this happen like how the hell does someone get their hands on a console which they then go and sell off gumtree uh before it's announced like kevin if you were to speculate how this might have happened how do you think it would have gone down <laughs> oh well you know i think it's fake so <laughs> um <laughs> honestly I, I have no idea like le- leaks are pretty common especially in the gaming industry um it just takes like one employee employee to just mess up or like spill the details but to it, like if that slim is actually real and how that guy got his hands on it i actually have no idea like that, that's why I find it hard to believe that it's legit because I don't think someone could just walk out of Sony carrying a PS4 Slim and just sell it, you know? It's just, I don't know. It, it, it screams of shadiness to me. But, I mean, you've got people corroborating stories and I think the very fact that that video has now been taken down is kind of a little suspicious oh, it, as well. Oh, was it taken down? Yeah, well, it was being, it's been made private, yeah, so you're oh. unable to see the video mm. anymore. Um, Mm -hmm. And I just feel like there's been kind of lack of significant kind of show from from Sony. Like, I feel like if this was obviously a fake or whatever, they would have kind of said something. I don't know. Like, it just... Every time I think something looks off about it being, you know, legitimate, something seems kind of off about it being fake as well. Um, And, I don't know, credit to Eurogamer. They have made some some pretty uh, accurate kind of statements recently when it comes to leaks as well. So... I don't know if they would want to impinge on that credibility by rushing into anything too soon. Um, but uh, kind of on a tangent to this, um, we've obviously got the the big reveal of what we assume to be the, the Neo uh, in early September. Uh, how do you think a slim console would fit into their their master plan, their grand plan, if you like? So, so Jake, if we're getting two kind of PlayStations announced in September... What's going to be the difference between them? Who are they going to be targeted towards, do you think? And how's it all going to shake out? Oh, God. This is a tough one. Um, Yeah, look. I think if the Slim is legit and then we're also going to get the Neo, like, I think it's quite easy to to work out who these are both going to be kind of targeted as we get the Slim. It's going to be entry level. It's going to be for anyone who hasn't bought a PS4 yet. Um, you know, anyone that is still maybe on older gens um, and are looking to upgrade to their new gen, um, you know, definitely Slim is where it's at. You want that PS4 experience, here it is. Um, And definitely the Neo, it's for everyone that's already got that PS4, hardcore gamers that they want that kind of uh, upgrade in specs, in uh, quality, all, all that kind of stuff. I, I think we're going to see a lot of people that are already got their PS4s upgrade to the Neo. Um, maybe even those who do like gaming on their PCs or whatnot more, um, but do kind of have a console, maybe they'll then, you know, also buy a Neo just to have two powerful machines of some sort i know they're not equal so don't hate me for comparing pc and ps4s <laughs> um do you even know the so, meaning of teraflops jake <laughs> ah, shut up you um but yeah i i think that's going to be the split 
um, whether it will work exactly like that and depending on how they're actually going to execute this, I have no idea, but I'm sure they've got a plan of attack. Mm. Now, Camilla, we've uh, obviously spoken a lot about the sort of PS Neo uh, and, and previous episodes of the Starcast, um, but uh, over to you. What do you think is this new console is going to look like? What capabilities do you think it's going to have? Maybe kind of predict a, a price point too, perhaps? Over to you. Um, I think most importantly is how it's going to pair with the PSVR. Of course, there's rumours that PSVR isn't ideal on the current PlayStation 4 Mm. and that it will certainly have a much better performance on this so-called PS4 Neo. So I think that's probably the most important sort of marketing aspect so far. Mm -hmm. Xbox have sort of... Microsoft have just sort of demonstrated that yeah you can bring out a couple of new consoles and people will buy it in the meantime so i think playstation they they're taking a good route here by going here's a slim in the meantime while we work on this much much more premium sort of device and as someone who's already got psvr pre-ordered can't wait for it definitely ready to get into the vr game if it is the case that the Neo supports VR a lot better, I'll, I'll invest. Hmm. Yeah, I think uh, I'm curious more so than ever as to what I think or what the Neo eventuates to be, uh, especially you know seeing Scorpio's kind of tease at E3 mm-hmm. this year. Um, I guess I'm more on board with getting a new console than I initially thought I might have been. Uh, but Kevin, back to you. Um, what kind of difficulty do you think uh sony's gonna have in sort of communicating this message um do you see them as being able to have the sort of ability i guess to sell both a slim console and a neo uh yeah absolutely um just they need to be really upfront about it um i shannon wrote in a really good article like pointing out how sony should uh tackle this you know two console release basically don't get bogged down with technical details of the slim sell it as like the cheapest version of the ps4 you can Uh. get sell it to the people who don't care about like high specs don't care about you know 60 fps 1080p sell it to like you know the kids the moms the grandparents um and then focus all that technical stuff and and focus that on the neo and all all the more hardcore gamers that want Mm. those specs will get it through the neo Hmm. It makes uh, makes a lot of sense, I think, that approach. I guess we're just going to have to wait and see what happens there, but uh, obviously in the lead-up to uh, to the eventual conference, we'll be chatting about it more here on the Startcast as well as Press Start, uh, and excited to see what happens. Um, something that was also really exciting uh, was the Rio Olympics closing ceremony uh, in which Super Mario made a brief appearance. Uh, we had Japan's Prime Minister uh, appear out of the warp pipe and straight into the closing ceremony before the fireworks erupted, playing the signature Mario level ending soundtrack. Uh, I thought this was really cool, uh, and it got me kind of thinking about what we might have to look forward to in Tokyo 2020. Uh, so, Jake, obviously the Olympics have been wrapped up now, Paralympics, uh, about to kick off pretty soon, I think, um, if they've mm. not already. Uh, but Tokyo 2020, thinking ahead, what role do you think video games are going to play? Oh, I think it's going to be awesome. Um, you know, Japan's culture uh, and you know it's surrounding video games is is huge it's massive um so i think that we're going to really see a massive influence from that video gaming culture uh, in the 2020 olympics um definitely we're going to see stuff in the opening ceremony it will be really cool if even we just see some kind of uh what's the word i can't think of it you know like uh i can't even think can't of what i'm here, thinking buddy, of sorry um you know like uh, like courses and and references fields yeah like yeah yeah like all that kind of aesthetic stuff like it'd be cool if we see like on the running tracks uh in the olympics in 2020 to see like uh mario and sonic like on one of the the borders (laughs) or something like that you know what i mean Mm. um i i think it's going to play a massive role and i think we're going to see some little influences and nods uh, towards the gaming industry for sure 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 uh so camilla who do you think the mascot should be pikachu or mario someone else entirely <laughs> maybe <laughs> Ooh, um 
No, I, I have to say Mario. I think he's he's the most charming, and Pikachu doesn't have much to say for himself, as far as I know. I think <laughs> Mario might be a better spokesperson at the very <laughs> least. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Hey, Kevin, are you planning uh, a Tokyo trip in 2020, do you think? Oh, so tempting. I know, isn't it? <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, let's, let's just say I'm going to start putting some money aside in case I get the travel bug. Mm, mm. Hey, you never know if there's some video gaming influence. You know, press start. We're a, we're a gaming website. We have to go <laughs> yeah. cover that. I think. <laughs> press start covering uh, the Olympics. I did read that they were looking at uh, putting esports. Well, they're not looking at it, but esports are sort of campaigning to be placed in the Olympics at some point. I mean, they've just oh. added karate. They've just added skateboarding. There's a whole there's a whole field there that they could look into and I'd like to see that. Sorry, I actually just cool. unplugged my headset for a second there. Are you guys talking about the possible inclusion of pro gaming into the Olympics? <laughs> we we yeah, were. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I was thinking that too. That'd be really cool. Can you imagine one day where esports is at the Olympics? Wow. But what game? Yeah. What games? What I mean there's there's so many avenues there. It would I think it would be hard to really narrow it down. Is it teams? Is it individual? Is it all of the above? Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Interesting. I don't stuff. know. Well, I guess uh, you'd be hoping Overwatch is in the mix, huh? Absolutely, yes. <laughs> Put me on Team Australia. Bit of, bit of Rocket League too, maybe, Jake? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I'll be there. Uh, okay, let's get stuck into What the Wiki. Uh, now, Camilla, What the Wiki is a quiz show where we that we play every episode. It's where the host, uh, such as myself, reads part of a Wikipedia <laughs> page for an unknown game, and the contestants, that's you guys as well as those listening at home, uh, must guess the game based off the... It's kind of like a what am I kind of deal. Does that make sense? Sure. So, yeah. uh, so you get a guess if you guess incorrectly. The other two contestants in this case uh, will be able to guess... A um, we're going to hear the rest and guess again. You will be disqualified from that round. Uh, and mm. the first to guess two games correctly wins the match. I don't even know. This is my game. I've not developed <laughs> any of the terminology for it or anything. Like, wins the show, I guess. And then I have a scoreboard, which you are now on. And uh, and eventually, by the hundreds, hundredth episode, I think we decided the winner would be declared. <laughs> Uh, so you guys ready? And I'll, I'll get stuck into reading the games this week. Yeah, let's, let's do, do it. it. Awesome. Now you're going to have to bear with me because I didn't have the document open. I'm really disorganized, but <laughs> it is loading and it is open now. Okay. The first game is the game is a cyberpunk themed action role-playing video game combining first person shooter stealth and role-playing elements released in August, 2011 for Microsoft Windows. Kevin, 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 Kevin. Deus Ex Human Revolution. That is correct. I was obviously <laughs> I was playing to you God a little bit there. <laughs> I read I read that article for a, for an article this week, and I, I couldn't believe that you picked that. So. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, is this really happening? Is it? Oh, Darren, Kevin's busting ahead of me. Uh, okay, uh, game number two. So Kevin, if you guess this, it's your game, sir. The game is a virtual reality simulation video game developed and published by Owl Chemi Labs for Microsoft Windows, in which players participate in comical approximations of real-world jobs. Camilla. Camilla? Job sim. Ah, bravo. Point to Camilla. Also the developers for Rick and Morty. Hey, there you go. There's the uh, the timely, relevant little connection. You (laughs) picked that straight up. Well done. Uh, okay, so Jake, uh, you got to make this even Stevens, or it's no point for you. Shush. <laughs> no, God, the pressure. Uh, the pressure. Um, I wonder if you guys will get this. I don't know how easy this might be. Let's find out. The game is a combat sports video game for the PlayStation 4, developed by Guerrilla Cambridge and published by Sony Interactive Entertainment. The game utilizes the PlayStation VR headsets. Players will control pilots in robotic suits. As Kevin, they... Kevin, Jake. Kevin. Oh, you son Kevin. of a... <laughs> <laughs> 48 minutes. Jake rages. I... Uh, <laughs> uh, Kevin, what did you think the game was, sir? Uh, was it Riggs? It, it nah. is Riggs. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> Bravo. Damn you, Kevin. Kevin. This was my week. <laughs> 
Uh, if, you sorry, hadn't, if you couldn't tell, uh, Camilla, the running joke is that Jake is yet to score a point. Uh, <laughs> I thought that was going to be me, so... <laughs> Wait, you, uh, Feeling you came, good. came pretty close. Uh, so, Kevin, that adds a point to your tally, which uh, takes you into equal second place now. Bravo. Wee. So, Shannon's still ahead on four, but Fergus, Meddy, Matt, and yourself are all tied on two points. Seamus and myself on one apiece. Uh, Jake, Marcus, and Camilla yet to enter the scoring, but, you know, Camilla, it's only first first game, so... Uh, you know, uh, not Warming not a bad up. effort by there, Jake. I'm just uh, just a little disappointed. I'm disappointed, Julian, because <laughs> so I close. let you, you so I close. let you play last week, and you were supposed to give me a win this week. <laughs> That's what we agreed oh. upon. <laughs> I, uh, next, next episode, I will try and pick the most Jake orientated games <laughs> I possibly can. And if you still okay. fail, I might just... <laughs> no, don't, <laughs> don't do that because I'll feel even worse about myself if I don't win. Uh, so that brings an end to what was episode 66 of the Startcast. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes or any other podcast service of your choice. Follow Press Start on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at PressStartAU, as well as visiting the site, of course, at PressStart.com.au. And I've been your host, Ewan. You can follow me on Twitter and or Instagram at T Roxburgh. Joining us today was Jake. Yeah, hey, guys. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at underscore Jake. Barros, uh, I am working on getting a few of our Gamescom videos out, so the gameplay that Medi was able to do whilst there. Uh, first one will be Forza Horizon 3, so look out for that. Mm, I'll just give Medi a shout-out uh, on that point, too. Uh, he did a fantastic job at Gamescom. He was all by his lonesome, uh, but he packed in so many games and has pumped mm. out a whole bunch of previews uh after the fact um so if you want to the lowdown on some of this year's hottest games uh be sure to go head over to the the site and uh check out his write-ups and look out for that footage that jake's working on as well joining us today was kevin hey you can follow me on genghis khan 92 without the h on everything um i'm just finished my deus ex wrap up and i'm really sick of writing about that game <laughs> uh, but i <laughs> uh, will be chipping away soon at some new content hopefully some new games <laughs> mm-hmm. hopefully the uh, pc performance is to your liking <laughs> uh, and joining us on her podcast debut and doing a tremendous job as well we were joined by camilla uh, you can follow me on twitter at charlie whiskey that's my gamer tag as well the I in whiskey is a one so uh, follow me on Twitter come beat me in Overwatch as well and you can read my articles on the Press Start website I cover daily news now I gotta ask what's the origin behind your Twitter handle Charlie Whiskey yeah uh, my name is Camilla Wolf uh-huh. and in the NATO uh-huh. alphabet C and W are Charlie and whiskey. Yeah. Therefore. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. There you go. Ewan's yeah. mind blown. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as she's like, as uh, the initials, I was like, ah, oh, yeah, I see it now. Much, ten, much better than visualize this. Ten bucks, Ewan, that after this podcast, you go look up that alphabet and you're like, what are my initials? Yeah. Oh my God, well, what, well, what's my name? It be Echo Romeo, Echo. Right? Yeah, Echo Romeo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, see, I've played Call of Duty Modern Warfare to know my name. <laughs> Echo <now>. Tango <laughs> Romeo. It could be your stage Echo name. Echo Romeo. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. That'd be your stripper name, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say. It kind of <laughs> He's already got one of those. Like that. <laughs> my, what would, my, actually, while we're on this, what would mine be? Mine would be Juliet Bravo. That's, oh, mm-hmm. We've got a little, little kind of partnership going there, Jake, haven't we? The Romeo Juliet. <laughs> Romeo and Juliet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, hello. <laughs> <laughs> and then Kevin's would be Kilo Hotel. What's, what's oh, Kilo Hotel? hotel. Kilo hotel. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like an indie band. It's just a, yeah. it's just accommodation for fat people. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, with that, let's get out of here. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Until next time, happy gaming. See Bye. You later. Bye.